0: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You're listening on EWTN Radio or St. Gabriel Radio. Beyond Damascus is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. And welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Friends, I am so excited you're here. And you may not know this, but you are here at Damascus with about 500 of my closest friends. That's right. Yeah. 500
1: um, of your closest friends. You know each of them by name.
2: Yeah. And, <laughs> so,
0: Prove it. I met you right last night, but uh, Dan, Brad, and our friend, Mary Bielski. Mary. <laughs> yes. Welcome
3: to the so show. Good to have you. I made it. Yeah, um, she did. I'm in.
0: We are, we are here. You're here. Uh, we've got, like I said, Big, a big crowd here. Our, our young adult conference, that's called Empower, is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a couple shows in this sort of little series with our with our Empower speakers. Mm-hmm. And um, Mary and I have been uh, friends for a number of years. Yes, and it seems like just yesterday.
3: Yes, let's tell all the stories. Yes, yeah, seems just like just yesterday awkward. he met you with the 500 other friends that he had. We actually met at a conference, so it's like how yeah. we jam. Oh yeah. wow! That's exactly we met at a conference. Exactly. Now we're at a conference. That's right. Exactly. Every time we high five. Yeah,
0: and uh, we're just we're we're excited to bring it in. So whether you're watching today's show, having uh, recently recovered from Empower, or whether you are uh, tuning in, <laughs> lamenting what you missed, um, or wanting to relive your young adult years. <laughs> Uh, welcome to the show. It's we're distorted. excited to have you. Mary snorted into the microphone. I just system. snorted. It <laughs> happens. I'm a little it's, bit it's congested. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, happens. And, and we're all good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, uh, you know that Damascus is a place where where we work to awaken, empower, and equip a generation to live the adventure of mm-hmm. the Catholic faith every day. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we are a missionary campus, and we are uh, bringing in... Uh, Fresh crop of young adults. Mm-hmm. I mean, secretly, this conference is a thinly veiled recruiting effort, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Am I allowed to say that? You just I, spoiled yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. uh, you, uh, not, uh, hear me out. Not necessarily recruiting into the Damascus full time missionary sure. program, but we're, we are actively recruiting into, into a missionary lifestyle. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. And we've, we've, if, if you're, unless this is the first time you're, you're tuning into Beyond Damascus, you should know by now. That uh, we believe firmly that you cannot live an encounter with Jesus outside of a life.
4: Yeah, life. yeah. And I think there's two things you said that are really important, right? That we want to live the thing that we're awakened, empowered, and equipped to every day. Yeah. So that matters, right? Every day. And then the idea of recruiting, I think, has just gotten like— um, misunderstood in the church. I think because we come from a scarcity mindset not an abundance mindset. So like the idea is that like all of these people that come here, they're not going to serve with Damascus forever, but they should serve for the church forever. You know what I mean? So like um, I think the church would do really well to like actually reorient herself towards the word recruiting that like I, I've heard a lot like we shouldn't go into things with an agenda I'm like well evangelization by its nature requires an agenda now I, I'm not saying I'm to not saying be weird about church. it I'm not saying like welcome to Damascus you can never leave because yeah. our gate will shut oh, behind oh, you like that's weird and that would be weird in the church too but like recruiting in the sense of like abundance not scarcity
1: you mean I shouldn't do street evangelization and immediately sign people up for RCIA um that, it that
4: probably, wouldn't. probably wouldn't probably wouldn't no, so right? no no yeah. it's like no I well, because like I, I I think we just need to be like human about it. It's like, hey, we're going to bring you into something cuz God's doing something here and when you experience it, you'll probably want more of it. Yep. The uh, the ability for you to attain more of it can happen here through a missionary program. It can happen through Focus, it can happen through St. Paul's Outreach, it can happen through Family Missions Company, it can happen through Net Ministries, it can happen through your local parish where you serve in this capacity or that. But like no matter what, we're called to live mission every day, like you yep. said, Aaron, and not only every day, but for the sake of the church and the sake of the gospel every day.
1: Well, yeah. what you said last night to open the conference was awesome, Brad. You said most conferences are about coming together, but this mm-hmm. conference is actually about going forth and mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. like, I think if we positioned ourselves as a church, a little bit more of the the Sunday mass experience isn't just about coming together, but it's actually about going forth. If the mm-hmm. retreat experiences we have weren't just about coming together and getting more of Jesus, but they're about going forth. And that, that both and has to be there at all times. I'm coming for the Mm -hmm. encounter Mm -hmm. with the body of Christ, with Jesus Christ, and I'm being prepared in that to go forth. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, we, we like to say that we want to form people with deployment in mind. And Mm -hmm. I just, I love at Catholic summer camp at the conference last night. We all like, we're always like, even on opening night, we're talking about and preparing Mm -hmm. people through the messaging of what happens when you leave. Like it's immediately from the moment you get here, that encounter and that mission, they coincide because it's, it's, it's the life of Christ that I, I get him and then I give him. That's, that's right. That's awesome.
0: So, w- friends, wh- whether you are attending this conference, whether you have attended any of the other conferences this year or in the past, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the idea that, that oftentimes I come and I get poured into and I get excited and engaged and, and, mm-hmm. and, and pumped up. And then there's a there's a big question mark that can't really be answered in the closing session of the conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, that's how do I live this thing? Yeah, <laughs> right, what do yeah. I do
3: after the conference? The fear that hits as you walk in your so, dorm room. Yeah. You're like, oh yes.
0: my gosh, um, this is real. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, By myself,
1: no, five hundred closest uh, friends. I yeah, they all. They all the band. I need the, the
4: band. band. Yes. There yes, there is yes. Band. yes. No, but maybe <laughs> the band doesn't come home with me. I
3: want the band they in my closet. Sometimes I'm like putting on Maverick City just to pretend I'm still there.
4: Damascus.
1: <laughs> no, but Mary, you've done like... That's you, what I meant. Had, no, Maverick City is good.
0: I, Maverick I, City I and
3: Damascus
1: Worship. Their, their concerts look so insane and epic. We haven't
4: reached that level this is, yet. This is she really got, good. There's, there's less, more. It's really good. I actually do have a question that I think I, pertains to exactly your expertise, Mary. Um, <gasps> yes. You know, I, I think like we're doing conferences for like the second year with young adults. You've been doing conferences way more often than all of us. And I think like... I don't know. When you experience (laughs) conferences, what are the hesitations when you leave? Right? Like, I I don't know. When I, when I look at like the people that are coming, um, I'm seeing a lot of people like in the crowd, even yesterday that are like, this is new for me. This is new for me. And it's, it's new for me to the degree that I'm really intrigued by it. And I like it, but like now I'm going to have to leave in a few days. And obviously the people that are listening will have either left or not been there. But like, I don't know, you've done so many conferences when you see like people leave, what are some common, like, I don't know. Struggles, hesitations, and leaving a conference like this?
3: I mean, I think the first word that comes to my mind is just fear. Mm -hmm. I mean, fear of the um, can I do this? Mm -hmm. Is this real? Um, your own doubts coming back or, or also excitement. But then you feel like you don't have the tools. I feel so, you know, it's funny as a speaker, you probably all feel this way. There's, there's moments where you kind of, when you get on stage, there's people that think that you have it all, but there's, <laughs> you've got everything you, put yes, You have the, I'm like, I have, no, I have nothing but Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have him and him crucified as it says in scripture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like God's unlearning me about how to actually walk back and trusting in him. And, and, and that's the struggle is I think that we kind of like sit, you know, if I like tell the kids, we're going to like hit them on their, this is their backs, backs, Back. on their backs. Yeah. Like, yeah. send them out, coach. But, like, the reality is yeah. they don't go home alone. Mm-hmm. And I think the fear is that we're going to go home and then I'm going to be, like... And That's so we're going to talk... Like, the fear of, like, I don't have the tools. Yeah. I don't have the friends. Or maybe you do. And there's just so much of that, that interior... Like, working that out. And I just wanted to say to the world, like, welcome, right? <laughs> yeah. the, like, the apostles were in the upper room afraid, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. there's moments where all, but that we're not sending, we have the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about walking mm-hmm. in the Spirit yep. today. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about how do you grow in the Word? How do you feed your, your mm-hmm. Spirit to grow? How do you actually build those relationships? So yep. it's, it's not a one all got it. It's a relationship that grows. And I think for yep. me, like getting in touch with your poverty and being okay with that. Being mm-hmm, okay that mm-hmm. you don't have to be the superstar Christian that has the, all. Sometimes my stumbling talks that are the worst are the ones that God does the most, yeah, right? right. Yep, yep. And so just being in tune to our weakness and trusting in a God that knows us and loves us and calls us by name. Mm-hmm, that's awesome. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah,
1: I love how you say you're not alone. I think in the story of the soul, Therese talks about that idea of like when she was <clears throat> young before she entered the convent, right? And that she, she shares a story of almost having no friends and finding friends. <laughs> friendship in yeah. the saints. And mm-hmm. there's something about loneliness that shouldn't necessarily be lonely when we're mm-hmm. when we're with Christ, right? That that you do yeah. sometimes leave that conference and you're afraid because you're like, man, I was with my five hundred closest friends and I experienced mm-hmm. maybe community for the first time in a way that my soul has been hungry for. And you go back and maybe you don't experience community in that same way. But there's just something so beautiful about the way Therese speaks about the friendship mm-hmm. and those moments of loneliness, the friendship she forms with the saints and, and the, uh, of course, like Jesus and Mary and having, like being able to say, Oh yeah, I don't go home alone. I'm not by myself in this, but I truly, I am with Jesus. (laughs) like He's in the dorm with
0: me and I'm not isolated. You're listening to beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN global Catholic radio network. And right here in central Ohio on St. Gabriel radio, you can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewd.com. TN.com slash radio slash podcasts, or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break.
3: This is Anne, Program Director for Sulan Catholic Radio, 88.1 FM. Catholic Radio is more essential than ever. It provides spiritual guidance and insights and is a powerhouse of Catholic education. 24 hours per day, 365 days per year.
4: The world needs EWTN Catholic Radio, now more than ever.
0: St. Hildegard of Bingen was a mystic, an abbess, a botanist, a saint, and a doctor of the church. Matthew Bunsen and the doctors of the church. Hildegard had her first visions at the age of three, which she called the shade of the living light. She later wrote about them in works declared by St. Bernard of Clairvaux to be from God. Pope Benedict XVI agreed when he named her only one of four doctors of the church who are women in 2012. For more about the doctors of the church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Mm -hmm. I wonder if maybe you could share with us just briefly, like, your your testimony of coming to faith in in the Lord and the relationship with Him. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. how that set you out on your path for mission.
3: Absolutely. Well, I um, I grew up in the Catholic home. My parents were both a part of the Charismatic Renewal uh, movement. And if you don't know what that terminology means, it just means people that walk oh, in the they spirit. Know. Oh, they know. <laughs> like that's yeah. what we're doing. This is our jam. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, we talked to the, the, like the last four <laughs> oh, Good, good. I mean, my if you mom used to be. Yeah, four. but if you had parents, yeah. I don't know if you had parents. I mean, I, my mom used to speak in tongues while she did the dishes, and yeah. I was like, dude, you're so weird. Like, yeah. who does that? <laughs> I um,
1: had the same kind of <laughs> upbringing. Like, my mom would come home and be like, they were all speaking in tongues. I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs>
3: it's so, bizarre, right. So, um, so I had a little resistance, but God got me. Um, but when I went to college, I very much struggled with like, like all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like not feeling good enough, my worth. Um, a lot of de- I actually struggled with a lot of some depression and anxiety, and I mm-hmm. kind of veiled mm-hmm. it around all the things. And so mm-hmm. when I was a uh, actually my freshman year, I was doing the party scene. Mm-hmm. Um, as you would know, I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to give you four years. I'm going to do my four years of college because that's going to be fun, and I'm going to do all the things because that's what you do in college. All the things, all the, the, the experience. Things. You the have, have to have the college experience. Right. Yeah. You have to have all the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah to have the the pictures on Instagram and then Mm -hmm. I'm going to follow you. Like I kind of knew in the back of my mind it would be later. Um, but I was miserable, and that's the the key is like we can kind of fall into these lifestyles that don't serve us and don't mm-hmm. don't fill our hearts and at the bottom of my heart, I knew that and so I ended up my freshman year that summer I got asked to go to a Steubenville conference as a young adult, kind of like a conference like this ironically and it began a whole cycle of, of, of events and one of them was and I actually don't normally share this because there's two parts of it the first was going to confession mm-hmm. and I sat with a priest and I had listed all my sins and he was like how old are you and i'm like i'm 19 don't ask questions you know like <laughs> hey, don't ask me questions no, no. he's like how old are you i'm like i don't know just give me my and he's yeah. like um That's hilarious. he said you need to start making decisions in your life right mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound very profound but for me i was like he's kind of mm-hmm. like it was like this moment where kind of like jesus is like are you gonna choose to mm-hmm. follow me or not because i was kind of living like everybody else i was doing the party scene yeah. and i was you know, having relationships, doing things that I probably shouldn't be doing. And I knew it, but I was like, but this is what you do. And he's Mm -hmm. like, there's this like place where you got to actually lay your life down. Yeah, You have to become an adult. You know, Mm -hmm. there's, there's like the kiddie pool and then you have to actually like step in. And um, it really convicted me. In fact, he gave me a whole rosary to do as a penance, and I was like, I didn't kill anyone, <laughs> and I didn't even know a how whole, to pray a whole rosary. A whole rosary. <laughs> Yo, I didn't even know how to pray the rosary, and I was like, he gave me a whole. Rosary. I had <laughs> where's the, where's the Google searching. At? Like, right seriously, there? I didn't kill anybody. <laughs> so anyway, that's a side note, funny story. But my my friends, we pray the rosary together, and that we began a sequence of events that summer. That and then, the long story short, I ended up going to a second event. So that got kind of started stirring in my heart. And for those who are listening. That probably has happened this this weekend. If you've gone to the conference, the stirring mm-hmm. of your heart to listen to those stirrings, those movements. God works in a number of ways, and so I ended up knowing kind of like, okay, something's happening, and it might be a sequence mm-hmm. of events. I ended up going to another event called Ca- defending your Catholic faith. I struggled with the Catholic Church, particularly their teachings on homosexuality, their teachings on some of the mm-hmm. cultural mm-hmm. issues. I was cool with Jesus, but not necessarily, yeah. you know, the Eucharist. I'm cool with that, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, and long, like I keep saying, long story short, and then I keep talking. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and so I went to the, the short end of it, the long end of it. I met a Carmelite nun who gave a talk, and you know, like one of us who stood up and just proclaimed the gospel. And my heart was just moved. And I ran up to her with a million questions, and she said, "Keep praying. It's so beautiful." Mm-hmm. and I was like the Catholic church like I grew up with uniforms mm-hmm. and like all the craziness so um, and anyway these nuns that were so holy so lively living a missionary life they invited mm-hmm. me to come to their convent and the, the weekend that really changed me was actually spending a weekend with these sisters yeah. mm-hmm. and um, they had no money no man no, nothing I wanted but they were <laughs> so alive and we talk about like the missionary lifestyle we talk about yeah. living this radical lifestyle mm-hmm. and I saw these nuns who didn't have anything but they were so alive and so joyful and um, another young lady who was, this is by like my moment with the Lord, mine was actually not in a huge crowd. It was actually in a room of two where a girl ran into my room, sobbing, crying and saying, I love Jesus. And I mean, not the cute cry, gentlemen, like yeah, yeah, we yeah. have like a cute little yeah. cry, like the ugly, like I, and she was like, I want to be a missionary. Talk about mm-hmm. missionary. She's like, I will go yeah. to Africa. I will go to, and she's like crying and like, pr- and I it freaked Whoa. me out. I was like, this is. Yeah. But I remember tears just coming out of my face because I didn't know that love. And I saw these people living missionary lifestyles, yeah. lifestyles laid down lovers. Mm. And I left saying, and I drove home in silence. And my moment was God, I gave my life to Like I fully kind yeah. of, I did the four, but now I was like, okay, for, for, for real, real. For real, yeah. And I stopped drinking, came back to school. I literally like, I thought I was going to be a nun.
4: Because
3: <laughs> I was so drawn to like that total life. And I my life mm. literally like within that. Semester at college, at college, I started finding well, all the things that we're going to talk about, finding friends, shifting yep. my party scene. I stopped wearing makeup for a couple days. It was great. And <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go rogue. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was and But my, uh, my. I did that after my conversion too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, yeah. I started I going, like, I'm, more makeup. I'm, I'm going to wearing yeah. makeup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, for the first time, I didn't have to be pretty or a size two. I just had to be his. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was so freeing. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Praise yeah. the Lord. That's that an amazing thing. Jesus. I pray the Lord would just do that again in more people's lives. That's insane.
4: Yeah. And it's also amazing how like one, um, surrendered heart yields another, right? Like, so that gal coming into your room, like, it's like, Whoa, like I have something to do with this. Like either you're coming in here and sobbing over absolutely nothing, Mm -hmm. or you're coming in and sobbing over absolutely everything. And I, I I have to kind of like, decide, you know? And I I don't know, there is a, there are those decision point moments, kind of like what you're talking about from confession to even that moment where she came in. It's like, I have a decision to make, like, I'm I'm either going to do this or I'm not going to do it.
3: And there's multiple, I think sometimes we think we have to have like one, like sometimes we're like looking for that one event, but like sometimes there's like, there's movements of the Lord where Mm -hmm. he's starting to Mm -hmm. kind of take down the walls or he's starting to have you think about some things. And then I mean, mine was on a car ride home where I was like, I I was sobbing with the same, I'm sure it would have been Damascus band because they're amazing Mm -hmm. on my, you know, some Music. You. There you go. <laughs> shout
4: out. Yeah, shout out. Yeah,
3: playing on my, I was just playing the same songs over and over, and just saying like, "Okay," and like weeping with the Lord, and saying, "I want to live my life for You." And it doesn't, it doesn't have to look like anything, but what God wants to do this this week. So yeah. it's exciting.
0: Yeah. yeah, that is exciting. That's awesome. One, one of the things I love about you, Mary, is um, the way that you just walk in authenticity. Right. Um, so, you and I met at a conference. Yes. Actually, funny, funny enough. And you were not speaking. We were we were both attendees, and uh, I all of all of my wife's greatest friends I brought into her life. She's
3: so, uh, like you're welcome, you're welcome, honey.
0: <laughs> so um, yeah, you and I uh, just connected on in a tender and um, yeah. kind of I don't know, uh, just unique and perfect moment, and um, I, I think. I was I was able to be kind of uh, a, a strength and a, a help for you, and you're able to be a friend for me and uh, mm-hmm. it was it was only after that that I learned that you were like an international superstar <laughs> so, <laughs> so, not, uh, but that's okay. so the way that, the way that you um, the way that you just walk in authenticity and and mm-hmm. you you live what you speak right', right. It's, um, it's such a beautiful witness so mm-hmm. coming from a place of encounter with Jesus, like how did that transform into a life of of public ministry because mm-hmm. you've been speaking at, conferences, oh, yeah. at youth ministry events and
3: yeah i'm not a normal story because i feel like god really um just lifted me and put me into the speaking world pretty quickly and i wasn't prepared to be honest um mm-hmm. but i uh, i left i left that and i wanted to do i wanted to do mission work actually after college like mm-hmm. i wanted i didn't know about focus and all the different and damascus mm-hmm. yeah. go do damascus yes. it's amazing <laughs> if i would have known about your program and like formation and um, but I didn't know about y'all. I don't know if you were there, we were. but, uh, <laughs> you were alive, yes. um, but I wanted to do mission work. And so I ended up looking into different programs, but ended up staying at home after some discernment and just getting involved in youth ministry. Yeah. And after I just started speaking and sharing kind of, you know, like starting locally yeah, in my, yeah, in yeah. my diocese and I, but I felt a calling. I went to another conference where I felt like God really convicted me of, and so I fasted and prayed for about a year about mm-hmm. mission work and about speaking, which I was like, I don't even know what that means. And I, every year actually on the feast of the Pentecost, I consecrate my ministry mm-hmm. to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like my day with him. Um, And I mean, every day is with him. But, yeah, yeah, I get it. It's um, a special It's day. a special mm-hmm. one. Yeah, a it's like our first, So yeah. I did that for like a year, a faster prayer, And then ironically, my sister passed away around that same time. So I was in a really, this is how God works. He like, yeah. it's like this, if you're watching and you're like, it was amazing. And then like, soon after that you get hit by like something hard welcome because sometimes he'll take you to these mountaintops and then you'll get smushed Mm -hmm. and so i was in this movement where my sister passed away and it wrecked me and i was in a really it was like i gave my life to jesus i was like seeking him i fasted and prayed for a year i'm gonna do mission work and then i got this you know my sister died and i was really in a hard place and i was very angry actually i was really Mm -hmm. angry at god and i was like i gave you you know like i was young and not us say but I just didn't know how, I didn't know about suffering. And mm-hmm. um, and so mm-hmm. I almost walked away, actually. The irony of the whole thing is I was like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like, I was mm-hmm. so like, you know what? I serve you. I love you. And like, and then it was in that dark place where I got a phone call because um, somebody saw me speaking and I got mm-hmm. invited to a larger network of Stupenville and some other people. And that actually mm-hmm. was like what moved me um, into a nar- larger frame. It doesn't always work like that, but mm-hmm. I always mm-hmm. just say I just started speaking and God just kind of moved. yeah.
2: So,
0: There's, there's two things there. I think, you know, number one, on a personal level that Mm -hmm. you mentioned, and Dan, you actually hit on your, in your testimony last night, like that oftentimes we'll come into this moment of powerful encounter with the Lord. And then, uh, you know, we're sort of shell shocked and surprised Mm -hmm. that immediately following is a place of like attack or desolation, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. You know? Dan you were, you were, you sort of went from the route last night and maybe you can speak this a little bit that like the the Lord actually allows us to enter into that desert place so that our hearts can 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 become focused on him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah what I was sharing was just this idea that the Lord has promises over our life and sometimes mm-hmm. when he proclaims a promise right the desert or the battle the struggle the suffering mm-hmm. is what reveals in our heart how the father wants to yeah. unveil the promise. And yeah. so that beauty of like, okay, yeah, from glory to glory. I was even thinking of this idea of, yeah, from mountaintop to mountaintop, which is the Lord's desire for us. But to go from mountaintop to mountaintop, you have to go down the mountain into the valley and ascend the mountain again to yeah, get to the next mountaintop. Always. It's not like b- bounce, like, oh, you know, you, you can't just jump, jump from one over, to the other, right? Yeah. And so like the Lord does want to bring us from glory to glory, but it's mm-hmm. that, okay, now I'm going to bring you down. I'm going to bring you into the mm-hmm. valley. Valley, and now I'm going to have you struggle to work back up, so you can experience a higher ascent, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and and then and the beauty is you usually don't see that until you're at the top of the mountain, right? Like you have yeah. greater clarity. You can see what the the trail behind you when mm-hmm. you're at the top of the mountain. And So, so, many, so
0: many Cranks Creek memories flooding. <laughs>
1: yeah, 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 back yeah. when we did mission trips <laughs> in the Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, but like when you're struggling in the valley or when you're ascending yeah. the mountain, mm-hmm. you don't actually see all of the fruit that God's doing
4: in your yeah. life. Yeah, it actually like it, it, it gives Psalm 23 a different reference, right? Because the valley of the shadow of death, like the shadow is coming from a mountain. Right? Like a shadow has to be cast from something. And so like when I'm coming down from the mountain, I enter into a valley and I'm like, well, I remember, but I remember what, I remember what that was like. And now there's this thing and I love in Psalm 23. And I think it it just was um, coming to mind when you were sharing your story, Mary, is this idea that the Lord says, I'll lead you, right? Like I'll lead you by still waters. Yeah. But then he also says, surely goodness and mercy will follow you, mm-hmm. right? Like, so he's leading and goodness and mercy's following, And there I am in the middle of it, right? So like I'm going through this valley, but if I I believe and trust in what the Lord's doing, it's like what what you did back there. it, It it was real. Like it wasn't just because of my current circumstance. It doesn't mean the past reality isn't real. It is real. There's just something different now. But if I know that He's leading me, and then in any way that I you know veer off to the left or right, like goodness and mercy are picking up the slack well, and helping me along that's to lead. So, Man, you're like in, ministering to my then, heart right now. like, no. But
2: Mary falls the camera, put it down. <laughs>
4: and I, I don't know but just in that, I think that's why and that's why I've grown like just in being able to do ministry with you a few times. That's why I to Aaron's point, the authenticity, what's so beautiful about it, and the reason that I keep even like using the word expertise is because you you like you actually have done this thing, like what we're talking about today, like you've done it, like you were mm-hmm. just speaking, like I went from this mountaintop and then I was in a valley, and I almost wanted to give it up, and then the lord he he elevated it again, and then I'm sure like over the course of your life there's been an yeah, abundance of, of those right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um there is something to like your're walking that that's inspired yeah. me and I think inspired us, so um yeah I, I think to I your think- point Dan there's times in the in between
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think that <laughs> that scripture's awesome uh the those are probably when you leave a conference and you're struggling and you need goodness and mercy, right? Yeah. Like you need you need good you need to seek goodness. You need to find good things. Whatever yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, of heaven, so dwell good. on that, right? Like so good. seek good music, seek good television, so seek good, good friendships, yeah, seek yeah. goodness. Find it. Yes. Just work
4: to find Maverick it. Maverick City Damascus works we were having that conversation yeah, yeah. earlier, right? Well, well it, put Damascus works first. Yeah, first first
1: first first. <laughs> and then you need a lot of mercy <laughs> as well. Like because you're going to fall again and that's 100%. okay. Like you don't leave a conference like and never ever 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 sin again. Mostly yeah, yeah, like, at least that hasn't been my experience for most people i've met in life right right? and so you you need to see goodness and you just need to have mercy Mm -hmm. on yourself because god already has given you mercy right Right, you have mercy on yourself that when you fall you get back up and you just brush yourself off and you're like oh yeah of course i was going to fall again but the opportunity is now i have someone who's leading me that can help me get back up and i can go and then
4: goodness and mercy is like hey buddy hey he's
3: still leading let's just go like you know Make a little right, TV you are show so about ministering this. to my heart right now. Yeah. I'm like so loving this. Okay. So I think, I think, the, I think, okay, we're all a little hard on ourselves. And I think what yes. happens is like, we yes. get back and we see this dream and it's like, all we can like, then we're talk about the renewal of the mind is remembering. Like, I, mm-hmm. I feel like the challenge when we leave these places is like, when you're in the Valley, you forget, yep. you forget who you are you forget whose you are you only see the mm-hmm, circumstances like you mm-hmm. talked beautifully about that last night about mm-hmm. looking at and i'm gonna i'm gonna take your baton and kind of go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. that of like the renewing of the mind mm-hmm. but i i think it's so key cuz if we forget it's like all we see is the darkness like yeah. we don't we don't we don't remember and that's why i always say if you don't give up you win in the spiritual mm-hmm. life awesome. uh, yeah. if you don't give up you win yeah, but it's if you keep walking mm-hmm. keep walking in yeah. him keep trusting in him there's always mm-hmm. victory, right? And so um, I think that's, like, you're ministering to my own heart because yeah. I think sometimes I'm so critical, even though, like, I'm a speaker, I do this, I love yeah, you, yeah, Lord, yeah, I live yeah. my life, but, like, because I, I really try to walk in righteousness, like, I do a little turn, mm-hmm. and the enemy's like, oh, you think yeah. you're so holy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> think you're a great speaker? <laughs> that's my, that's that's my enemy voice. Yeah.
0: That's the story of our faith. It's the story mm-hmm. of Scripture. I, uh, so I'm going to be going through Acts of the Apostles, and, like, almost to a fault every, every moment mm-hmm. where there was a proclamation of the gospel and a sign and a wonder that, that confirmed through the demonstration, right? It was accompanied by uh, a declaration of, of remembrance, mm-hmm. right, of looking back and remembering the story. Yeah, It's, it's silly how frequently, like, St. Paul will come into a room and he'll just be like, hey, I want to tell you about what happened. <laughs> okay. And then, bam, Holy Spirit falls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's... it's <laughs> we shouldn't be surprised by this why mm-hmm. because this is like mm-hmm. if you can see it in acts and if you can see it in paul's letters look to the old testament i mean this is the this is the story of salvation like if there's anything that marks the Jewish people, the, the chosen people of God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the fact that they're called to carry their story. Yeah. Well,
1: the right? whole idea of remembrance uh, in like Hebrew theology is that it <laughs> makes the mystery present and again. It, yeah, and so, right. like when Jesus says, do this in memory of me, it's yeah. making it's not, Calgary no, present again yes, in their right. lives. And, yes. And but that's when we give testimony, right? What we're doing is we're we're filling the space when we testify to what God has done, we're filling the atmosphere yeah. with not just a memory, but we're making present again that grace that God poured out, and it enables God to do it again. Yeah. And so when, you know, if you remember in your own prayer time, Lord, yeah. you did this, and it opens heaven, it opens your heart to that grace again, right, to experience <laughs> yeah. it.
4: And Mary, you're mentioning Scripture, I think uh, like Scripture, to, it's, it's in the Acts of the Apostles, of course, but it's throughout the whole of Scripture. I was reading in Deuteronomy last year, and I think it's so funny, the Israelites pass through the Red Sea, and they all like, get to the other side of the Red Sea, and like the Lord collapses the sea in on all of the Egyptians and they're over on the other side and they're in freedom and they look to each other and they're like, has something so great ever happened before? And I read that and the first time I read it, the Lord inspired me of like, no, that was so massively amazing. But then I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I, like the creation of the world, maybe like, I don't know, like the, the procession of everything created, like God, I don't know, b- building like an ark is pretty sweet with Noah so that he could survive a flood and Abraham and all these things like, come things to my happened. mind. And I was like, Yeah, I I think something so (laughs) great happened before, but it's it's just such the human reality of like, um, we, we go out and like, we get excited about the here now and that matters, but it's also really cool to say like, what's happening here now has happened before. I just need eyes to see it. Like, even if I haven't had a conference encounter with Jesus, like there's been times in my life. One of
0: my favorite retreat memories, Danny may remember this. We were, we were speaking on the Exodus event
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
0: for like four or five days and, uh, you know time and time again there's like this this deep animosity and hatred toward mm-hmm. the Egyptians
2: <laughs>
0: and, and in our preaching, we were like those are like, who are the Egyptians.
2: <laughs> Who are the Egyptians in your life? <laughs> are they writing sphinxes in the battle? Who
4: are they? Look for them because on the hillside. God wants to and, them. Them. and Meanwhile, there are still Egyptians. The <laughs> <laughs> They're not the devil. Look at those pyramid builders and <laughs> find them in your life. No, I agree. All anyone from Egypt listening, you're amazing. So <laughs> and we're so Jesus sorry. That, uh, so maybe we
1: can talk about like for each of us what when we leave a conference personally. Mm. Or, like, what have we found that helps us grow from that encounter moment into a greater life of holiness yeah. and
4: mission? Or mm. what is it that, that we've seen people struggle with and succeed in their pursuit? Yeah, well, Mary, you mentioned fear. Like, I, I think that's well, that's what needs transcended, right? Like, when I leave, mm-hmm. any kind of fear or hesitation. Um, I, for me, a, a huge part, and Mary mentioned this earlier when she said, like, the friendship piece is, like, just community. I, we are, in fact, like— aliens in the world, you know, like we're different. So if you go and you don't have s- someone next to you, who's different, you're just going to think you're weird, yeah. you know, like, and so finding people in your life, yeah. uh, that, that agree with what you agree with, especially when it comes to the Lord that, that are like, yeah, he's real. He loves me. He's won a victory for me. Mm-hmm. He wants goodness in my life. Like, People around you like that are so critical, and uh, if you don't have them, you need to find them. And if you can't find them, you need to move. You know, like it's it's that important to be able to live out. And obviously, we have phones and stuff now, so I guess that's kind of irrelevant. You don't have to move; just call them. But um, (laughs) but finding people like that's been important for me for sure.
1: That's sweet. I think one thing for me that's been really helpful, and we don't talk about it at the end of conferences ever. It's like we're, all, we're always like, <clears throat> well, you need to have a, a prayer life when you leave, right? You need to find community when you leave. And those are, are absolutely essential and necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to write down the critical conversations I need to have after an event or an experience yeah, where it's like, who, who do I need to talk to? In, in a one-on-one way to to follow up on what God's done, right? Is it like, who are the friends in my life that I need to readjust with? I remember yeah. when I had my, so my initial conversion, after that, I went back to the lunch table as a senior in high school. And I hmm. I literally, during lunch, I just said, hey, guys the choices we're making are, are vile. Like the lifestyle that we're living is, is, is not what God wants. And I'm not doing that anymore. Right. And my friends, they laughed at me. Right. And it wasn't like, they were like, Oh, I love you, Dan. But I knew it was a critical conversation I had to have because I was giving them the option. You're either, you're either on this path with me or I need to find a new, I need to find a new community. Right. And, and, or like, you know, like who who like who's the priest that I need to talk to to help me walk through what God has spoken to me to make sure that I'm held accountable to this experience right mm-hmm. and so those critical conversations I think are really important mm-hmm.
3: and sometimes it takes i think it's not only shifting i mean if you have friends that are already supporting you but also finding sometimes it's hard to find those people right like mm-hmm. I remember when I went back mm-hmm. to like college. I was, I was, all, I mean, I had my roommates and, but I think the other part is telling people in and also really processing with the Lord what he's done and actually articulating what has God done in my yeah. heart. Yeah. So a way that you know what he's done, like he's, he's changed me or I feel like I want to live differently and using that language so that people can understand what's happening. Um, but I started looking for friends and I, for a while, like I ended up finding a community at. At college that, mm. but they were weird to me. Like, I remember we had, it was Mary's birthday and they, they had like a Mary, Mary cake, a cake for Mary. And I was like, you're the weirdest people I've ever, like they're all like, let's say Mary happy birthday.
1: And I was you like, just, you weren't ready for I that, not, that. I was time. like, you're
3: yeah. aliens to me and I am not person here.
2: But like, but like
3: in that community, it was like the only ones I could find were like these, and I thought they were Jesus freaks. I was like, I mean, and I grew up in a That's Catholic kind of definition, right?
2: Like, yeah. like you're,
1: you're a little much. You're a little a much. Second, like, my family has a birthday cake for Mary on September. Yeah, yeah, 8th, come, every on, come on. <laughs> so
3: it was like, all right, this it is was a little much. much. <laughs> but um, but in that, like, I ended up finding, but like seeking out, like seeking out that community, whatever they look like. I mean, for me, it was like I didn't care because at least I knew like these people. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, all right, well, I'll eat the cake, you know, like yeah. I just yeah. want people drink the Kool Aid, yeah, like I just want people not to not
2: the to like me the oh, okay.
3: <laughs> but I think finding and I think that this is a thing if you seek, he'll find. If you ask, he will open. Like I, I just believe that. Sometimes people are like, "Well, there's no community. Like everyone parties. Like everyone's mm-hmm. drinking and getting drunk, and everyone's doing this." And I, and it, it is so hard in college campus. Like if you're, I think specifically, it's almost like we need different advice for college students because it's so encompassing. It's so mm-hmm. around you, everywhere you go. Yeah. And so we're really, and, and so there's a, almost like I have to, you have to navigate <laughs> that really with the intention of the Lord and with the Holy Spirit and knowing like how do you navigate a roommate that wants to go yeah. out and party and like this is your bestie. This is person you've walked with forever mm-hmm. and you don't like want to bounce from them. I'm using all my terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. you know, like That's like nineteen ninety nine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like I, I there's like this tension of like I don't know if it's always mm-hmm. as easy as like, oh I'm just gonna find it. so I, I want to talk about that. Like what are those steps of really finding people mm-hmm. but the first thing I say is just pray. Like ask mm-hmm. the Lord, Lord, show me yeah. and if you just have one or two that you have that community with, that's all you need. Like I that's have real. a lot of my best friends all around the country that I just I mean, yeah, yeah, call. And that's honestly my, my best, my besties, my best friends, my people I walk with more intimately Mm -hmm. are not in my city. Yeah.
4: That's a good point. That's a good point.
0: One of the, one of the things for me that as I'm thinking back that that almost every conference that I've attended, I've just been reminded of this is, is how my life looks different when I, uh, saturate myself with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you are what you eat, right. That, that, I think when we come back into our routine, we try so hard to justify the fact that I can still live the life that I want to live yes. mm-hmm. in partnership with Jesus, and only give Him thirty minutes a day, yeah, or only give Him an hour a day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my and maybe you've experienced this in the past, guys, but one of my one of my favorite memories looking back to conferences is like when I've entered into a place of singing and and worship for. I don't know, six hours the day mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. that I wake up the following morning and the first thing on my mind is is worship. Mm-hmm. So good. Right? That, that, yeah. that, that, that it's like, you know, on a normal day when I wake up, that's, that's typically not my routine. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the only thing that's different is that I've surrounded myself with it. Like yeah. if if you allow a relationship with Jesus to be the marker of your, of your Come life, mm-hmm. right. To, to to be what you're, what you're saturated in day in and day out. Mm-hmm. And you're going to start smelling like him. You're going to start Come looking on. like yeah. him, feeling like yeah. him. Right. And uh, I, I think that's what, that's what uh, uh, my takeaway yeah. is. Well, yeah. and
1: just like uh, you mentioned worship, like it's, I think a lot of times like you go to a conference and, worship is the avenue that opens your heart to receive the more of God and mm-hmm. and then you get home you're like oh shoot I wish I could have taken the band with me right yeah. I, was, I was praying with a 8th grade religion teacher and mm-hmm. we're, we're in his like some of his 8th graders and you know we we get together we're about to have a meeting he's like let's start with worship I'm like okay where's the guitar and who's who's leading and he goes and he turns on Maverick City and like he they, just YouTube it's on a smart board in a school building with yeah. Maverick City playing mm-hmm. and And he just starts worshiping, and the eighth graders fall on their knees and start worshiping, and they're, like, literally crying out. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, (laughs) you're watching a YouTube video right now. And then, like, I was humbled to realize, like, shoot, like— like, this is the resource they have, and, this is, yeah. and they're actually, they've gotten over themselves and the awkwardness of using YouTube awesome. yeah. as a form of ministry, and, and they were actually entering into worship as a community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, we make these excuses. Well, we can't do that because we don't have this. We can't do this because we don't have that. Yeah. Like, if you want to worship, just turn it on in your, your room yeah. and worship. Like, I, actually do yes.
0: it. You're listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Radio. You can listen to the whole version of today's show at www.ewtn.com radio podcasts. Or check us out on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. We'll be right back with this episode after a short break. Okay, I've been a
2: Catholic for five years. But I suffered under a lot of things due to my Protestantism as a Pentecostal. And I just want to personally ask God to
1: bless you for your ministry, for everything you do, and the help that you give
2: people.
3: EWTN, helping people grow in their love and understanding of God. Churchpop takes a fresh and fun look at the news shaping our world, featuring engaging, inspiring, and informative Catholic social media content. Find it on Snapchat, Instagram, and on the web at churchpop.com. And you can get Churchpop emailed directly to your inbox. Visit EWTN.com and click subscribe. EWTN, the Global Catholic Network.
0: Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. Beyond Damascus is aired on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network and right here in Central Ohio on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio.
4: Like the reason that people are going to college and they're going out and they're like they're they're finding a party scene is there's adventure in it. Mm -hmm. There's There's an adventure in it and there's there's like a romance in it it's like romantic a little bit like if i think about like johnny cash who i grew up listening to like he lived life hard he partied all the time there was something romantic about it there was a mystery in it there's almost a freedom was from an the opinion yes, of others yes, right? there was yeah. a there's a freedom like, like all like, these things yeah, you're exactly free. and like if that's what they're looking for like what, we we just present that from a faith lens like mm-hmm. it, like the faith is the greatest adventure like as someone like i was in the party scene for the first 2 years of my college experience like the last two years, it was very different. Like my college experience first two years versus last two years, very different, but looking for the same things, looking for adventure, looking for like some kind of like romance that comes from mystery, you know, like there is just something to that. And I think, um, how we can take, you know, what might be perceived as weird and actually bring into it, like, guys, this, this is how we can actually relate to those people Mm, who are going to come in. let let's, let's, let's like, Let's actually talk to them about the adventure that this is. Let's make it seem adventurous. Let's not make it feel, um, well, and Christian community doesn't have to
1: all be holy hours either.
4: No, unless you're a a religious brother or sister, you can have a blast, right?
1: Like I think, I mean, we lived rich, deep, uh, community and well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm like speaking of our college years and it was, uh, I mean, it, we lived with athletes who loved to play sports together, and it was like, like, like ultimate frisbee and sand volleyball were mm-hmm. the ways we mm-hmm. commune together. In addition to the spiritual things we yeah. did, and I think that you know that party or that experience of like yeah, the yeah, fullness yeah. of life, it should. It doesn't just happen in the church; it happens outside the church yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. those things are good. Mm-hmm.
3: So good. I, I just want to go back because I do think that you in college campuses generally. And I, don't, I know there's people that are outside of college, but I do yeah. think, honestly, can I just say that YouTube, as much as like I'm off of all social media yeah, this yeah. year, uh, the Lord told me this is a year of being hidden, so I'm off of most of the things. And so I have not been on... I'm on YouTube. I'm allowed to do it for worship. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you yes. Know. yes. Um, it's allowed. But, so, yeah, um, but I'm telling you that 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 has changed my life. Like I, When I started growing in the Holy Spirit, even the last couple of years, like, I would... I would like watch talks all the time. And yep. I know you said yeah, you were watching yeah. talks as well. One different hundred. different like yes. anointed people like just feeding myself all the time. So I'm like every day I'm listening to podcasts. I'm yep. I'm feeding like just to give specifics of what we're talking about. I'm talking about YouTube. Podcasts all the time, feeding myself on the mm-hmm. riches, the goodness of God, and yeah. I, I will tell you, in this season of this year, I am playing worship in my room, hands up in the air, or prostrating yep. on the ground because He's mm-hmm. wrecking me this yeah. year. He is wrecking my heart, and mm-hmm. I am just worshiping Him and worshiping mm-hmm. Him in the secret place. And even if your college kids are gone, like your roommates are gone, you close that door, you lock that door in yeah. a secret place, yeah. and you just get your worship on. I'm sorry, wrong at all. Yeah, but yes. you just, I'm telling you, you, I think the presence of the Lord can even come into your dorm room. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Oh, like yeah. He's real. And you could live this out, even though it's hard when you get that presence of the Lord, in that freaking dorm room. Are yep. you kidding me? Yeah. Like, Jesus, <laughs> yes. come on.
2: Yes. Like, then
3: you can go out of that dorm room and like have yeah. a conversation in the hallway and yeah. do the things that we're talking about. But it's in the secret place where the, like everything happens. Yeah. Amen.
1: Yes. Amen. Yep. Yep. That's the goodness and mercy, right? What, what is the goodness I'm going to pursue? Like, how do I fill myself with yeah, yeah. as much goodness as
0: possible? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Mary, so uh, you know, as we, as we kind of draw things to a close in today's conversation, um, one of the things that i that I have loved about seeing you in ministry and in friendship over the last few years has just been that y- you've you've never locked into a um i don 't know to a rut in terms of what you're preaching and speaking and living um, mm-hmm. It seems like you're you've always been very sensitive and ready to respond to what god's doing now mm-hmm. and I wonder maybe if you could just jump back into that uh kind of that sentiment that you were just sharing and And let us know, you know, what do you feel like God's speaking now to you, to the Mm
3: -hmm.
0: church? Oh, man. Well, I'm going to be
3: preaching about this tonight. as I I definitely feel like a prophetic word of, I mean, all of us know what's going on in the world, that something has shifted Mm -hmm. significantly Mm -hmm. in the last couple of years. And there's like, I feel this crossing point that God is awakening the church. God's calling for revival. God's calling for the remnant to come. So Mm -hmm. Zephaniah Mm -hmm. 3 has been a big scripture verse. And just the movement of the, there's always been, you know, we look through all the un- disobedience through all of Israel. There's always been a remnant of faithful. Yeah, and I think yeah. God's uplifting that remnant right now, like lifting up. And it's, I think this generation. So I'm mm-hmm. really pumped about the people here. Yeah. It's like the 20, the night. It's, it's not the old. I mean, I'm saying they're all, everyone, it's this generation. I think that yeah. God is stirring for a greater glory. I think he's going to be pouring out his Holy Spirit like we've never seen. And mm-hmm. I also say that, that I think that hard things are coming. Yeah. And I say that to be like, it's going to get dark and I I don't want to be, welcome to our podcast. <laughs> um, it's going to get dark. I think, it, I think we're seeing the worst of the worst and we're going to see the best of the best. Yeah. And I think I really want people just to align their heart and seek him with, I think this is a time that I've probably sought him, like in the beginning of my conversion, like I am seeking him, like I've never sought him before because I know that I, when he's doing it, it's not even me. Mm-hmm. So like God's going to do the work, but just to seek him and And put yourself in a position for what God's going to outpour, because I think we're going to see one of the greatest revivals that we've Mm -hmm. seen. I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see signs and wonders. I believe there's a new wave of the Holy Spirit coming into the Catholic Mm -hmm. Church specifically. Mm -hmm. I think that's been prophesied by a number of other, even evangelicals Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. others have been Mm -hmm. talking about the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of fallen away Catholics. There are a lot of, and a lot of our evangelical brothers and sisters are falling away Catholics that are like cheering on the Catholic church to like, and we are alive. They just don't always see it. Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm -hmm. to be that, Mm -hmm. I just think there's a new wave coming. And I think it's going to be the most, I think acts is going to come again. Mm -hmm. I just, I just feel like we're going to see acts and I'm like, I just want to, I want to, don't you, it, it, this is what I'm saying. It gets exciting. Like, I want to lay it hands is. on it's the sick and freaking yes. get healed. I yes. want to yes. give a word to someone at Starbucks and they're weeping. Yes. Like, yes. I want to yes. see the glory of God in my yeah. room. And yeah. like, it's, it, when, when you actually make it, not just mm. like a story of like doing good things for Jesus, but like a life that's yeah. radically changes mm-hmm. people. Yes. It, yeah, it, it changes the whole trajectory of your life. It here. does.
4: Yeah. Well, it reminds me. There's this. uh There's this book out. If if any of you that are listening haven't read it, it's worth. um It's worth reading. It's from Christendom to the Apostolic Age, and like it. It's just. It's talking about how there was an Apostolic Age at the beginning, Acts of the Apostles, right? And then as Christianity began to encompass the world, we came into this Christendom that was just kind of like, okay, let's go to mass on Sunday, let's have our prayer time, let's let's have good families, let's do this thing, and then there was. Like over the last number of centuries, just like a shift away from that, like a rebellion, Mm -hmm. like a rebellion against that Christendom of like, nope, nope. Like, and to your point, like those of us who are hanging on and those of us who are like experiencing the Lord, it's Mm -hmm. about, it's about carrying him into it, right? Like it's all about him. Like he's the one who overcomes, Mm -hmm. but he overcomes in and through us by his like great yeah. Like I don't know design, and that's yeah. so exciting that like he would work better without me. He would do better to do this without me. Yet he wants me along for the ride, and I'm so excited to do that. Yeah. And I need to step out of fear and hesitation and into yeah. action. Well, let's and let's pray mm-hmm. um,
0: for uh, for anybody who's listening to the show today. Mm-hmm. And um, we just I, I want to intercede for the for the you know the students who are here on, on campus right now as well as well as all of our missionaries uh, mm-hmm. that that we would that we would believe this that we would believe that the transformation of our lives is possible and that God takes us to the mountain, not for the sake of the valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so that we could go higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, time and time again, we, we see, we see those images in scripture, uh, that heaven, like we are ascending the mountain of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I even, I even, you know, the, the beautiful image in the last battle for, from C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia, I can't, can't escape a podcast without quoting some work of fiction, uh, <laughs> that, that you, you see that, that image that um, the mountain that I see in the distance is almost beyond my comprehension in its height and majesty. But when I get there, I realize it's just the foothill of a greater mountain still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow and yep. And that journey upward um, increases with intensity and and, mm-hmm. and momentum and, mm-hmm. and that's the promise yeah mm-hmm. that's the promise so let's pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the holy spirit amen amen and then, God we're grateful for everyone jesus. who's had the opportunity to join us mm. today mm-hmm. <clears mm-hmm. <clears <throat> and jesus we we pray that the same spirit with which you've anointed this conversation and with which you've anointed our lives um, god that 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 would that that holy Spirit that he would be the strength in the hearts of those people who need him the most right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. God, whether, whether we are uh, coming from a recent conference, whether we're coming down from the mountaintop or whether we've been stuck in the valley for, for a time or even for a long time,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Lord, your message is the same. And we pray that we would have ears to hear and hearts that are open and receptive to receive what is goodness and grace and mercy Mm -hmm. that when we deserve it the least is when we need it the most and when you're most inclined to give. Mm -hmm. So Lord, you don't intend to leave us empty. You don't intend to leave us wanting. Uh, God, you Mm -hmm. intend to to fill us um, and to
4: show us that we've got a capacity for more still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lord, we pray that you would cast out any fear or hesitation in those listening today, any fear or hesitation to move into Mm -hmm. this next season that you have for them. Lord, you say that, perfect love casts out fear. So in order to cast out that fear, we pray that you would fill everyone listening with love right now with the love that you give. And we pray that you would give all listening and ourselves here at this table, a greater love for Mm -hmm. you so that that fear could dissipate. And then whenever we're speaking about hesitation, Lord, we know that what overcomes hesitation is courage. Mm -hmm. So we pray that you would pour out a spirit of courage, that we would take steps of faith into the unknown, knowing that there's a greater Mm -hmm. mountain to come, Mm -hmm. that we would journey with you, that we would voyage with you, and that we could trust you in those times, Lord.
3: Yeah, you know, Lord, we also ask, ask us for wisdom. And and Lord, I ask you, are the teacher, God. You're not only our God and, and and mighty, but a God who teaches. Would you teach us how to form our days? Would you teach us virtue and how to cultivate our prayer life? Would you give us wisdom? You say um, in Isaiah 30, 20 to 21, that you will tell us when to turn right and when to tell left, that our mm-hmm. teacher, at all times, we will see our teacher and hear a voice behind us saying, this is the way to walk in it, when to turn right and when to turn left. Would you give us the wisdom to know how to turn right, how to turn left, mm-hmm. how to move in our daily lives? school, how to cultivate a prayer life. What does that look like for us, God? We don't want to just do the mediocre thing. We want to be our eyes and our hearts Mm -hmm. on you. Would you please pour out wisdom on how to cultivate Mm -hmm. my day to honor you, cultivate my relationships to honor you in all things, Jesus? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I specifically see a woman who, um, during this episode that you've you've remembered a conference that you've had in the past, you've remembered an experience. um, And right now, you're falling down and the Lord just speaks to you, get up,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: get up, Mm -hmm. get up. That the Lord is encouraging you to get up that goodness and mercy will follow you and Mm -hmm. that there's mercy for you and there's goodness for you. That the Lord doesn't see disappointment. He sees, um, he just sees his daughter. So get up little girl, get up. And I I just want to speak against the lie as well that, when you leave uh, an experience or an encounter with God, uh, that there's always desolation. Uh, that, that sometimes the Lord's just saying that like, hey, I want to console my people and I want to bring you uh, freedom and peace and joy and happiness. And so I just see new people experiencing new life and new communities in Jesus' name.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. God, we, uh, we, we lay our lives at your feet. Um, God, we can't do this on our own. We never could. So we welcome you. We invite you to be our strength, to be our source, to be our our sustenance, God. Um, to be our friend,
2: mm-hmm. to
0: walk, walk this, walk this walk with us. Mm-hmm. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Woo! uh there, i mean there's there's some great takeaways from today's show uh if if you we, we didn't really present a list today, but I, I think we we kind of hinted on a lot of the you know the practical components it, if you're if you're entering into a new relationship with jesus like yeah there's some there's some parts of your life that you need to establish some discipline in mm-hmm. praise mm-hmm. the Lord for that yeah um but uh, the, the the secret isn't going to be you know pray for 10 minutes every day. It's not going to be go to mass on Sunday. Like the, the secret, ultimately all of those things, goodness and mercy, they have a name. It's Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? It's staying rooted. It's entering into relationship with him. It's Mm -hmm. living a life where, where I can, I can walk with and depend on, and I can look beside me and see the man who's walking alongside Mm -hmm. and carrying me, you know, uh, walking to heaven, bringing bringing me to heaven along with him. Um, I was convicted as we were, as we were closing in prayer Mm -hmm. that, uh there there may be someone who's who's listening to today's show who, who might have another five or ten minutes. I think it'd be a really cool opportunity for you to to sit and to to stay in this space and to enter into some time of, of intentional worship of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, David and Gabe, if we can if we can throw on maybe one of our, our tracks at the end of the show or not, but if if not, you know how to how to click and find, right? Um but but don't leave this space of, of hunger and, uh, and promise yes. without asking the Lord and giving the Lord mm-hmm. opportunity to fill. That's good. Um, thanks for joining us today. Uh, mm-hmm. beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. It's such a joy to, to be with you and to hear your stories. If this show has impacted you, leave a comment, contact us, um, and like, and share and subscribe, uh, so that you can stay updated and so that other people will see the content that, is coming out of Damascus and and be moved and be changed and be impacted by it. Uh, Download the podcast wherever podcasts are found and share it with uh, with a friend or family member over this holiday. Mm -hmm. God bless you. We'll look forward to seeing you again soon. Friends, thanks for listening to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. You can listen to the whole version of today's show by going online to www.ewtn.com slash radio podcasts or searching for Beyond Damascus
2: on YouTube or your favorite podcast app.